0: of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. All right. Welcome back to the Ministry Grow Show. Today on the show, we're going to be talking with uh, Lisa Diaz, who runs and operates Iris Films. She's a storytelling coach, a filmmaker, and she works specifically with nonprofits and churches. Lisa, thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is very exciting for me.
0: Yeah, this is, this is going to be good. So tell us a little bit about your company, how you got started, uh, maybe what, if you had an original calling or something, um, just tell us some of the historical background behind Iris Films.
1: Sure. Um, so I graduated with a film degree um, in 2011 and... A couple years later, I actually started Iris Films in 2013. And I was just doing it as a side hustle, um, doing wedding films and trying to get that off the ground. But I still had like full time jobs. Um, And so it was a side hustle that sometimes I focused on more than other times, depending on the job that I had. Um, But like the main. I guess the big moment in my life um, for my career happened in 2016. Uh, I was actually working at a mega church as the video director, and I had the opportunity, which was actually unusual, but I had the opportunity to travel to Ethiopia. Okay. Um, and alongside One Child Matters, which is a nonprofit, and they um, just kind of do a lot of Things for children, um, they offer sponsorships for children, and with those sponsorships, like those kids can go to school, they have clothing, they have financial help, education, stuff like that. Um, so the goal of the trip was to, like, create some sort of video um, that would then be played at a conference to help get more kids sponsored. So that was kind of the goal, um, and but I didn't really have much direction on this trip, so I took it about myself that I wanted to tell some really impacting stories, and um, yeah, I, I mean I went there. It was just kind of me filming um, mostly on a monopod, just kind of by myself. But I had a, a few people helping me too, and um, it went really well. I mean it was pretty fast uh, you know we just had like three days to film um and is a very um <laughs> crazy I guess but you know I still had kind of this process and this I- idea in my heart to tell uh, impacting stories of like highlighting a couple different girls and their stories okay and then um And then when I got back, I put it together and um, I had great feedback uh, from the leaders and my boss, which I was actually nervous about. But um, just like comments like this is like the best thing that's ever come out of this department, the best thing that's come out of the church. So that was really cool. Um, But that wasn't the best part. The best part was actually seeing it played at this conference where there's 10,000 women Mm -hmm. And I'm standing at the back of the auditorium and I'm watching this film being played. Um, And I I'm getting chills watching it. And then at the end of the film, there's people coming out on stage. They're going to talk about, you know, why people should sponsor kids. And um, before they even started talking, there's hands of women raising up all over the auditorium, like hundreds of hands going up of women that wanted to sponsor kids. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, having, I'm teary eyed and I have chills and um, and they had um that was the first year they ran out of sponsorship package, package, packets, (laughs) sponsorship packets. Like that had never happened before. Um, And I just knew that it was because of the power of those stories. And that was the moment that like, I just knew like, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to create films that really were meaningful. That meant something and helped people like, because of those stories, hundreds of kids, Mm -hmm. Hundreds upon hundreds of kids got sponsored because of telling those stories, and um, so I was like, "This is it. This is what I want to do." Um, But it wasn't until like a little bit after that that I actually made the jump uh, into full time freelance um, doing this this type of work. So
0: that's awesome. So so you realized the power of storytelling. Did you with that video? were you following kind of the storytelling structures that you follow now, or was that just kind of mm-hmm. a um, run and gun throw it together? And just because you had somewhat of a talent, you were able to put something cool together, but it didn't maybe necessarily follow those structures. Or, or would you say you kind of, you knew, you knew the structures uh, mm-hmm. that you're employing now with your storytelling and, and you applied them to that video?
1: So I definitely had a structure and a process. Um, and on the production, I kind of had to fight for it uh, because, again, I didn't have very much direction. Other people on the trip were a little bit worried. Um, and I kind of had to, I just, I knew it in my gut, in my heart. Like, I knew what I needed. And I was following a structure. I don't remember um, if it was as... Um, Detailed. As developed, yeah, as developed as I have now, um, but it definitely was following a structure for sure.
0: That's awesome. And now, um, more recently, career-wise, you've been doing some storytelling coaching and mm-hmm. and applying those skills that you have within storytelling structure to coach nonprofit leaders and, and marketing teams, right? So can you talk yeah. about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, this happened just recently in the past month. Or two, where um, I just, I don't know how it happened. I don't know if it was like a boom idea, but I knew it was um, something the Lord was putting in my heart to to be able to empower others, especially video creators within the nonprofit and church world, to tell more impacting stories because they are um, powerful and they work, you know, mm-hmm. using storytelling in in an effective way actually drives a lot of results and it drives engagement and it helps fundraise more. And I just knew like, I would love to be able to produce films for so many nonprofits and churches, but it's not realistic. You know, a lot of, a lot of them aren't in the financial place yet, or they can't afford to hire out for every single uh, story they want to tell. Um, but I still really want to want them to be able to have the, the tools to tell impacting stories. Right. So that, that's kind of how this idea developed, um, in my heart. And so I just kind of started doing it and I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. So it's, it's been really, really cool.
0: So I was set out to kind of give ministries who maybe can't afford your creative services, the tools that they can then go and apply and, and try to, storytell on their own and
1: yeah mm -hmm, exactly uh, and
0: as they grow hopefully they can work towards being able to afford you down the road
1: yeah or if or if it's like a special event so for instance for a lot of nonprofits, will have like big fundraiser events or a big campaign um that would be something that you they might hire me for because i'm doing a bigger scope type of project where i hire out a lot of crew and people. um, But then like the day-to-day stuff, or if they want to tell a story once a month, um, you know, the coaching can help them have those tools to apply it. Um, So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Now, have you found with most ministries and nonprofits that there's uh, understanding of the importance of story and the power of story? Or is that still... (laughs) something within the ministry space that's misunderstood?
1: Um, I think there's a growing awareness of the power of story. I don't think everyone understands why storytelling is so powerful. They might have a good idea of like, yes, stories work. And I definitely see this kind of movement of people Mm -hmm. uh, adopting the storytelling. Um, but I, yeah, I do see like just people not understanding why or how, you know, that just because you're telling a story doesn't mean that it's, you just tell it and it's going to work. You know, there's a, a process and a structure to be able to tell engaging and effective stories. You don't, it's not just intuition. It's not just, you know, just starting to talk and telling the story. There's a very specific way, um, and kind of like a formula to tell really stories really well.
0: Right. So have you found that, um, how, how have you found, what have you found works for educating the ministries that you're working with and the organizational leaders you're talking to on one, the importance of story, then, then two, um, how to, tell those stories effectively to their donor bases and and their Mm -hmm. supporters what what kind of education are you doing as a creative
1: well um one of the things i that i kind of i guess realized um or decided on is that i don't want to be the the person that has to convince people that stories work. You know, my ideal clients are people that already have an understanding that stories are impacting and they're on the they're ready for the next step. They're ready to understand how to create impacting stories. So I might do a little bit of education on um, why storytelling is important, but it's it's for people that already kind of know that. They just maybe don't know why. Um, and then, as far as how, I mean, that goes into a lot of structure. Um, so, I I like to um, give a lot of tips and uh, resource, free resources, um, and blogs, just like little tips and content, so people can start learning um, until they're ready to be like, okay, I'm ready to dive in, like just give it to me, <laughs> right. give it all to me. So, um, so yeah, anyway, I, um, does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and maybe for our listeners, can you share, um, some ideas that you've written down in blog form or, or share maybe your storytelling crafting structure approach to crafting a great story and, um, how these stories maybe develop from a small idea to final product. Like what maybe walk us through what that process looks like for telling a story for for a nonprofit.
1: Um (laughs) you're getting into like a whole course here. (laughs) Um I'll I'll share just kind of some tips, some of the blogs that I've written. Um I try to keep them small and bite-sized because Mm -hmm. you know your question is is it's a loaded question. It's like, oh man. If, if we're going to dive, we're going to dive deep. <laughs> um, so, I like to keep kind of my tips um, a little bit more digestible. So, like one of them is um, being intentional and in pre production will save you. And I go into why it's so important to um, be intentional in your production and plan, take time to actually um, develop a story structure before you're filming. And, um, I I talk about why that's super important. Um, and mainly, you know, it saves a ton of time in production and post-production. It makes things go super smoothly. Um, and you end up with a much better project, a much better product at the end. Um, similar to that, I have a post about like, where going into an interview blind um, you want to be prepared you know sometimes people will say well I just want it to flow organically and um, and I get that I get that idea mm-hmm. but the problem is if you just go into an interview you know letting it flow however um, you're probably going to miss out on a lot of plot points that you need for for your story structure, you're probably going to end up with a lot of tangents and you might not realize the, the events of the story that you could have gone deeper to get a real emotional connection. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, all of that comes with preparation. If you go into an interview, knowing your story and knowing what, what you're looking for, um, then it's just going to go a lot smoother. You're going to get a very strong, interview, it's going to be conversational and it's going to be authentic. And so, um,
0: yeah. well, and I imagine you have to have a, if you don't go into that interview based piece of content or interview based story with an incredibly, uh, engaging interviewer then mm-hmm. without having that, that pre-production plan and, and, and the questions that you want to ask is, like, it's just not, like you said, not going to be effective. Right. I and mean, obviously, if you've got a, if you've got a journalist, like a, you know, I don't know, a Katie Couric types <laughs> personality, who's asking hard questions and really digging deep and knows how to get at the core of mm-hmm. what's going on with an individual, um, right. outside of that and, and people, interviewers that are paid to do that, uh, without having that plan, I'm, I'm assuming that would be really difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I actually am considering doing some, uh, coaching course on interviewing because so much goes into it, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, and it's also about treating that person as a person first, not as someone that is going to give you a good story. Um, so it's important to, I, I like to approach it that way. You know, the, the people that I'm interviewing, they're real humans with, um, real complex lives Mm -hmm. and they have decided to be vulnerable and that's a huge deal. Um, But I always want to treat them as their number. They're the first priority. Right. And the story and the interview, yes, it's something that I want to get, but that I'm not going to put that over them as a person. Um, And that is huge. Like I've seen it done both ways Um, and it, it makes a very big difference.
0: Well, it's you start playing with this idea of of taking advantage of a beneficiary mm-hmm. for the purpose of right. you know having a successful gala because you have a cool story to tell, but you may have told that story without uh being respectful of the beneficiary's mm-hmm. t- story and what they wanted to actually share and and so if we're hurting our beneficiaries just so that we can increase our donor base, that's never a good place to be. Uh, so yeah, being that's really cool that you're respectful of, of those you're interviewing mm-hmm. and they respectful of the stories that you're telling and, and making sure that, Hey, let's, uh, let's get these, these people's permissions and, and make sure they're okay mm-hmm. sharing this with the rest of the world because some of these stories are, especially in the nonprofit space where our organizations are working in causes and, and spaces yeah. that are, I mean, some of the most, treacherous and awful evils that exist in this world those stories are traumatic and to bring those things up sometimes is hard for the beneficiaries that we're talking to and interviewing and so Mm -hmm. um, yeah it's absolutely important to be respectful and make sure that we are um, treating our beneficiaries um, kindly in that in that process and not just taking advantage for story's sake
1: right right
0: yeah. So maybe from a 30,000 foot view of your storytelling structure, are you guys, are you following a, like a three act story structure or something mm-hmm. else? What does that kind of look like for you? Yeah.
1: Um, I follow, yeah, it's, it's a three X structure in a way. Um, and first of all, before I even go into the story structure, I definitely focus on characters. Characters like lead your story. And if, you want to make sure you're like actually getting a a true emotional connection, um, with your audience. And that happens through characters. So if you have a strong character, then uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a stronger story. Um, and I do that on several ways, but I do look into, um, how, like what might be unique about a character, what might be, um, Their passion, what's their desire, and why, you know, and and kind of digging deep into the layers of who they are. Um, And then when it comes to story structure, it's kind of a three act uh, story um, where the beginning is where you introduce this conflict. Um, And then you introduce your character and you introduce their conflict. something that is blocking or getting in the way of what they really want, what their desire is. And then um, they I guess the transition from the beginning to the middle would be when they decide to do something about it. Um, maybe not consciously, but they are trying to fulfill that need or reach that goal. Um, the middle would be journey, you know, their their hardships, their struggles or different events that lead them closer to their resolution um, and then that's the climax of the story between the middle and the end the resolution what is the answer um to that question that the conflict um gave the audience so um i'm i try not to be too theoretical <laughs>
0: yeah i
1: want to make sure people are following um but like if if the conflict um, basically ask the question like oh my goodness how are they going to survive
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so the audience is asking this question during this whole story the resolution is this is how they survived you know um, and leading those the audience on that journey um, basically builds that climax and that resolution so
0: mm-hmm. um
1: it makes it way more impacting you know it makes your audience cheer it makes them cry it makes them shout amen like whatever it is it's because they were first connected emotionally to that character but then we strung them along this journey um, through the conflicts through the ups and the downs um, until it reached a resolution and so then it's like yes i'm so happy for this character um, that they survived or that they reached their goal, um, and at the very end would be like a call to action or a punch or something strong to leave the audience with. Whether that's like this is how you should feel or this is a strong thought or more literally, go to the website, you know, and, right. and donate or something like that.
0: Yeah, and so you so you're most definitely communicating the need. So maybe a cause is. Uh, a nonprofit's working in the sex trafficking space, or maybe mm-hmm. they're um, they're f- supporting orphans in, in Africa or India mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, there's obviously a need that needs to com- be communicated. There's an evil uh, that these kids are oftentimes living in and have no way of getting themselves out of. And mm-hmm. so that that is a need that needs to be communicated. It's a dire need that needs to be communicated in story. Uh, but you're f- like from that ba- basic structure, yes, communicating that need and that conflict up front, but pushing through and, and communicating the hope on the back end, that resolution that, mm-hmm. hey, yes, these kids live in these dire situations, but God is working in that situation. And here's the here's the hope that we see within this that he's stepped into and is obviously at work. Uh, I mm-hmm. see it. I, I, I'm not seeing it as much anymore, but I still see it on a pretty regular basis in the ministry and nonprofit space where ministries want to just tell the need and communicate that conflict and and yeah. there like kids, this many millions of kids are trafficked every right. year. will you give to our organization? It's like yes, we need to be communicating that need. Uh, we never want to not be communicating that, but we want to push through and communicate the hope on the backside um, that God is working in these areas. He's is moving through organizations all over the world in crazy, awesome ways. And the hope that there is out of that is, is, is that resolution you talked about. And and that's, that's kind of the, that's the powerful, like hard hitting um, power of story when you can communicate Yes, there's this crazy dire need, but here's the hope out of that and you can be a part of that. Will you partner with us? Will you step into that with us? Uh and and that's where we see a lot of uh crazy awesome growth and and like you said that video you shared with that uh big conference where people were putting their hands up in the air and saying amen, amen and getting really excited and and they uh, it was the first time in that organization's history when they sold out all their sponsorship packets. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of um, impact that a, a great story can have that communicates the conflict, but also communicates it through the end and, and shows the hope that there right. is within that terrible space.
1: And um, if I can jump in a couple things on that too, like, You've noticed a lot of um, ministries and nonprofits kind of focus on the conflict. And I've actually seen the opposite, too, where there's um, uh, ministries or or nonprofits that don't want to focus so much on the conflict. It's too depressing. It's too dark. Let's just talk about the light and the goodness. (laughs) And I'm like, here's the problem with that people can't cheer for something as much if they don't understand the, the struggle and the hardship, you know? Right. Um, you know, like I say, there's no darkness. There's no need for light. You you need to have both to really get people excited. Um, you know, why should I cheer that you have food, you know? Right. Like, I don't know, you know, but if I understand that you were starving, like, well then yeah i wanted to hear that you have food absolutely Um, but you have to understand both sides and then um the other thing i wanted to say too is don't be afraid to get specific Mm -hmm. you know instead of talking generally about the needs of orphans in africa like no let's get super specific into this child whose name is amy and like What is her conflict? It's not. It's going to be different than other kids. It's not like a generality of these are all the kids and they all have the same conflict. Like in her story, her conflict might be different. It might be rooted in kind of the same area. But um, let's get to know her so your audience can connect to this girl and have a picture like a specific child. And then um, at the end when her resolution uh, comes then you can even zoom out and say this is only one out of millions of kids that are in this situation and then it just like boom it like gives you chills like whoa like this is just one example but I feel like I know her I feel like I want to help her specifically because I'm connected to her story Mm -hmm. Um, instead of just a general like all these kids are in need, like, okay, but then it's just so general that you can't connect deeply with anyone. Um, so that's another thing that I talk about too, like stay away from numbers and statistics. Um, you can maybe use it at the end, you know, to make it powerful, but people can't connect to numbers and statistics. They connect to people. So, you
0: know, (laughs) it's all about, your. yeah, yeah, it's all about finding that, in both of those situations that you just shared is, is finding a balance. We have to find that balance between the conflict and the hope we have to find uh, something that is relatable and uh, in our own individual lives, like conflict is, we're all accustomed to conflict that at some Mm -hmm. level, we all deal with conflict on a daily basis. And so when the stories that we're watching in have conflict we can relate to that and then there's that balance between conflict and hope uh, I can relate to that as a human being because I'm going through that personally on a day to day basis as well and and, and mm-hmm. obviously it's not at the same level of a kid starving in Africa right. but um, it's relatable that that story structure is relatable and so that that's why it's so powerful when we tell those stories uh, mm-hmm. because I can relate at a human level at a,
1: right. at a
0: at a core to my humanity level, I relate to that story because I'm I'm walking through that story every single day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Lisa, can you share some of maybe the resources that you have found along your journey in in this storytelling process or in your career um, that? Uh, have been particularly helpful in developing your creative strategies and maybe some of your storytelling approaches that uh, maybe ministry executives or, or directors of marketing for organizations can can go to and research and lean on and, and kind of start uh, maybe reshaping their mindset around storytelling and how important that it is because it is so powerful? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, <laughs> I wish I had more. Um, I wish I had some amazing resources. Um, I haven't really found a ton, I guess. I would say for me personally, you know, I talked about um, a huge influence of my storytelling process um, is from news storytelling. And um, I don't know that that would help other um, nonprofits or, or creative directors in that sphere that's more for filmmakers. Um, so, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, I honestly, I haven't really found a ton of resources myself. I basically, from experience and the knowledge that I've gotten throughout my work, I'm trying to find like apps and platforms that can help me, um, actually apply my process. Um, cause right now it's kind of like, several different platforms here and there um so i'm I'm sorry i don't have a better answer for you
0: no that's okay so with muse if if like a creative director wanted to go and and take a course on muse that is that platform is is going to teach them some structures to storytelling within some of their courses maybe
1: yeah and I don't know that they have their courses available all the time and their, their main focus is to educate like freelance filmmakers or small uh, production companies. So they don't really have, it's not, it's a little bit of a different target that they have in mind. Um, And I don't, I don't know if they have their courses available all the time. I think it's, they launch it every now and then. So gotcha. It, I don't think it would be the, the best resource for them. Um, it's usually a higher investment for a longer period of time too. So,
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So from our end, we what we have looked to uh, for a lot of our approaches to storytelling and and how we think about story and the importance of story there's a couple of resources that we've found that have been really beneficial and i think i shared one of them with you uh, pre this podcast but i'll just share it for our audience now and i'll and i'll be for our audience i will be um, in the future writing content and and sharing some of these resources and and expanding on our thoughts within this space uh, on our blog and and in future podcasts. But um, we think about story from a, a handful of guys, one of them being a guy named Joseph Campbell. He created um, what is called The Hero's Journey. And his book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, uh, is a book that walks through that hero's journey. And it's a structure that a lot of um, big motion picture productions follow, movies like um, – Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and The Matrix have all followed this hero's journey structure. Um secondarily to him it would be Carl Jung and his Carl or a Jungian archetypes. Um and and specifically those archetypes in like you said Lisa talking about character and developing character within your stories. Um we we use that a lot with our, our brand development is is Carl Yo- or Jungian archetypes and then another guy that Um, Another two books that I really have enjoyed are a book by Jonah Sachs called Story Wars. And I forget the authors. Uh, I might have it here. Uh, Let's see. Mark and Pearson. It's called The Hero and the Outlaw. And both of those books, Story Wars and The Hero and the Outlaw, uh, both take Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey and Carl Jung's Jungian Archetypes. And apply those two ideas um, to our current marketing space. Uh, The Hero and the Outlaw, I think, is a little bit older of a book, but um, Story Wars especially talks about our post broadcast era where we're moving into this social landscape and the importance of being able to tell stories in this new um, oral tradition of communication that we have with social media. Um, Those books have been really impactful for us at Reliant Creative. Uh, in in coaching and walking ministries through how to think about stories and how to think about uh, applying those stories to this current marketing landscape that we're living in. Because over the last, as you know, Lisa, 10 years, we've gone through some crazy, crazy change in the mm-hmm. social space. And being able to uh, effectively tell stories in that space is really important for ministries. So yeah. those are some of the resources that we've – uh, found have been really helpful in in our approach, but um,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm gonna look those up too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's see here. Uh, so, Lisa, maybe for our last question, um, based on what you know today, and taking into account our current marketing landscape. Uh, can you share maybe three tips that you uh, feel would would change or help craft the mindset of a ministry and its approaches to uh, their marketing strategies
1: yeah yeah when i was thinking about this too um i was like i don't know anything about marketing i'm not a marketing specialist but i did (laughs) think of three things that um I use in my own uh, marketing and I think it it's it would be really good for nonprofits and, and ministries to um, to use this too So first tip is using less numbers and stats and more stories which I kind of talked about. Very passionate about this. Uh, basically again it's 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 people can't um, connect with numbers or statistics they connect with other people um so sharing stories even just like a single individual story is going to be way more impacting than giving out those huge numbers Um, like this many kids are starving and um, it is impacting in a way but what could be even more impacting is having a story of one of those kids and then at the end being like this amy is one of Ten thousand kids that really need your help so it it creates a much bigger impact because people can actually picture someone um that they feel connected to Mm -hmm. uh the second tip is to keep it personal people want to connect um and they they don't really care about info (laughs) you know like don't share all this these videos on information overload like people at their core, they want to connect. They want to connect with you. They want to know why you, um, are passionate about your ministry, why you started your nonprofit. They want to get on board, but they, they want to connect. Um, so keeping it personal is number two and then number three is offering value. Um, and just kind of thinking and having that perspective change on your marketing, um, is more of creating relationships and less about business and less about number of sponsors and fundraising. And um, so offer value and and, um, keep it focused on creating relationships over, I guess, (laughs) the the financial or whatever other um, reasons.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Hopefully that brings some value to our listeners and um, can help start changing mindset around um, how to approach marketing and and approach storytelling in the, in the ministry space where we're trying to increase donor bases and increase impact uh, for the work that these organizations are doing. So, yeah, thank you. Well, Lisa, I want to make sure that I'm respectful of your time, but can I pray for your company and, Mm -hmm. um, uh, the ability for you to tell stories with these organizations
1: yes please
0: thank you so father I thank you for lisa and her uh, desire to tell the stories of how you're working around the world through these organizations that you've called and i pray that you would uh, just bless her and grow her organization grow her reach and, and effectiveness with working with nonprofits, working in um in support of what you're doing around the world. Father, I thank you that you have called us into, uh, this work into your work and, and to use our gifts, talents and abilities, um, for that purpose. And Lisa is obviously using her gifts as a storyteller and a filmmaker to, uh, tell the stories of how you're working around the world. And that's so cool. Um, because we know you're working in amazing ways and, um, we're just so thankful that we get to be a part of that, and and thank you that Lisa has said yes to using her gifts for you, Father. So I lift her up to you and pray for Irish Films, that you would grow it and increase its uh, reach and effectiveness, and and bless it, um, the organizations that she's working with and impacting um, through her work as a filmmaker, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Lisa, how can... Uh, our listeners get a hold of you if if they want to stay up to date with what you're doing with Iris Film or Iris Films and um, maybe follow along your journey, maybe read uh, read and consume some of your content that you're putting out in yeah. your blog. How can they get a hold of you?
1: Well, the number one thing uh, is to join my Storytellers Tribe, which is my my email list tribe. Um, I send out all sorts of tips and resources, um, and you guys are are my my tribe (laughs) Um, so I share a lot of exclusive stuff with that and you can sign up um, by going to my website which is irisfilmandphoto.com and while you're on there you can also look at the blogs several blog posts with some tips and some history if you want to get to know about me and a bunch of my films uh, are on there as well as well As well as free resources to help you with your storytelling. Um, Some other ways, just I'm on Instagram quite a bit Um, Elizabeth and Diaz, all together lowercase Elizabeth with an S uh, and with two N's, no E. (laughs) Um, And then my Facebook page too, um, just slash Iris Bowman photo. Uh, So you can like it, and I'm on there at least once a week sharing. Storytelling tips and and content. So my number one thing is just trying to offer as much value as I can. Um, so that's that's
0: it, I guess. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lisa. If you guys are a ministry out there looking to um, increase your effectiveness with your marketing purposes and specifically around storytelling, definitely give Lisa uh, a shout out and consume some of her content. She's putting out some really cool stuff and. Uh, it's been it's been cool getting to know her in the last couple of months, and Lisa. Again, thank you for being on the show. Um, yeah,
1: thank you so much. This has been really, really fun and great conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on, and and thanks to our listeners. And uh, check back next week when we put out another episode of the Ministry Grow Show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Grow Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process. Check out Reliant Creative at ReliantCreative.org. See you next time.